time now for Scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast on 101 ESPN. All right, away we go. It's a Monday edition of Scoops with Danny Mack. I'm Dan McLaughlin, and uh, we are waiting word on what will happen with the Cardinals and their series with Detroit. Again, they are in Milwaukee, as we talked about all morning. Randy and Michelle, the uh, the series with the Brewers was canceled. We had the breaking news on Friday that uh, the series, at least the game on Friday, was going to be canceled. The Cardinals had COVID-19 positive tests and then a few more positives over the weekend. They've been quarantined in their hotel rooms and uh, they're waiting tests again this morning. And then once they get word on that, they'll make subsequent decisions on what to do, whether or not to come back to St. Louis. Do they stay in their hotel room? Do they fly to Detroit? If they do... They'll have a four-game series with the Tigers and um, and then figure out what they want to do, Scott. They've got uh, four games. Two of those games would have been home games at Bush Stadium, but trying to mitigate the travel, it would be a game tomorrow, then two on Wednesday, so doubleheader. Those would be seven-inning games, and then a game on Thursday. And believe me, uh, I think they're looking forward to getting back home, back to their families, inside their homes, and then kind of reassess where they're at at that point. Now, you could have a situation where they just say, let's scrap the four games, let's get back home, let's reassess, kind of take a look at where they're at with their uh, roster, depending on where they're at with positive tests or no positives. Let's hope that's the case and uh, and see where they're at with their roster. Um I'm not sure we would be at this point if not for the Marlins situation and the outbreak that they had on their roster. Uh, The Marlins are looking to get back to work this week. By my count, they'll have 19 players, 14 pitchers, 19 new players on their roster as they move forward. The good news is the Phillies, no new positives. The Phillies were the team the Marlins played. They had no new positives, none. And so the Phillies will play the Yankees. And that game is a go for tonight. So if you're Major League Baseball, you're saying, okay, the Cardinals played the Twins. And the Twins move forward. They, they're not having positives, so they played over the weekend. And the Phillies, they took every precaution possible. No positives. So they're moving forward. And that's good news. And baseball moves forward. Well, and Dan, I was going to ask you, do you think had the Cardinals and the Marlins situations be flip-flopped? Like the Cardinals happened first. You kind of shut things down for a little bit. Then all of a sudden the Marlins test positive and there's 19 guys, you know, a lot more than what we've had reported for the Cardinals. Do you think the MLB would be handling it any differently? Maybe. Uh, if it was the Yankees, maybe. Cubs, Cardinals, maybe. Um, possibly. Yeah, Possibly. Um, but we're learning as we go. I, I think that's what we're dealing with at this point. John Mozalock was on MLB radio yesterday. Really a great interview with Mo. Uh, and kind of just, they, they, they covered everything that was going on. Mo obviously is with the team, the president of baseball operations. And he talked about how the organization is handling the positive COVID tests. There's a lot of moving parts going on right now. And just trying to, to navigate this in a way that is fair, just, and also responsible to our organization and to the team. So here's where we stand. We currently have four positive tests. And and I would say that we can confirm that they are COVID positive. Um, It's three players and one staff member. We have four tests that are currently inconclusive at this time. 
And, and so what we've done is we've continued to isolate. Um, our team has not been together um, since we flew in here on Wednesday night. And, and, you know, we feel like we have a fairly good idea of isolation and understanding of where um, this has, has really evolved to. And so we're, we're very optimistic that we can get back on the field. So optimism, that's a good, uh, good way to look at it. Optimism. And again, the Cardinals will wait for some tests this morning and then decide whether or not to move forward with that series in Detroit. What about the MLB season moving forward with Mo? Well, I, I'm hopeful that this is something we can manage through. I always believe that sports, baseball specifically, has been something that that fans and, and, and people in general were hoping to, to get back on the field. And so to not keep trying, I just don't think that's what everybody's intentions are. And, and so did we think there were going to be some speed bumps along the way? Of course. And, you know, just getting camps under going were, was difficult. But, you know, these things these things can happen and, and whether it's it's a normal job or, or a baseball job there's always some risk when you're working under the umbrella of a pandemic and so i would just ask that our our fan base be patient and hopefully we get back on that field yeah and that's what i was talking about with randy you know for me personally i've been doing the games for well over two decades i've got friends in that hotel very good friends that i've known for over two decades that i'm concerned about and uh, like I said, you can you can look at the virus any way you want. Um, <laughs> it, it's hit home for me. You know, guys that are sitting there that are in that room have been in that room, their rooms for, as Mo said, since Thursday. There's players that I know very well sitting in that room. They're itching to get out. Uh, it hits home when it hits your team. Uh, I'm concerned about them. Um, and they're trying to do this in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, when it hits your home team, you as fans, you know, there's concern. <laughs> you know, and as Michelle pointed out, uh, has it taken the love out of the game? Well, if you wake up this morning, you're a Yankee fan, you're going, wow, Aaron Judge. That's what they're talking about. This guy's cranking out homers. They're watching games. We're talking about the pandemic, and it hits home. We're talking about do the games get played? Should they be played? Do the players need to get home? It's valid. I mean, that's something that you do think about. Mo was asked on his priority of uh, being health and well-being of his players and his staff. That's been my creed is, is you know, get through the day and, and worry about tomorrow. You know, I have a lot of people always asking me, like, well, what do you think about the club? You know, you didn't hit much in Minnesota. And I just really have not focused a lot on the baseball side. And I hope people can appreciate that. Yes, I, I do value that. I do understand that's important. But, you know, health and well-being of our players and our staff have to be on the forefront of our our thoughts right now. And, and that's what we're trying to manage. And so hopefully uh, we get to a point where that, does flatten the curve flattens and we can get back to baseball yeah thank you thank you bingo as i said uh saturday morning got a early phone call from a friend that uh said hey we're gonna have some positive tests today immediately called a friend of mine just said hey are you okay and he said yeah i'm, I'm negative right now i was concerned about another friend of mine how's he doing negative that's immediately where my thoughts went Immediately, 
I wasn't concerned that the Cardinals didn't have a runner scoring position on game two against Minnesota. I could care less. How about playing the baseball season during a pandemic? You know, we're, we're trying to do something under the umbrella of a pandemic. And and so trying to to navigate a normal, well, this version of a baseball season is, is going to be challenging, especially if we're going to not have the bubble model. And, you know, it is... As much as we we can preach about you know what you do when you leave the ballpark, where you go, who you see, it's there's only so much you can control, and and so I think the the biggest challenge here is is, is sort of like self responsibility. Well, three one four right away says uh, on the tax line we need a bubble in baseball now. I don't know how you do it now. I mean, I'm open for suggestions. I just don't know how you do it now. And I know a lot of people have said, well, why didn't you do it? The problem is, at the time, you would have looked at, let's see, it would have been the spring training facilities in Phoenix, Texas, Florida. Oops, can't do that now. Florida's hotspot, Arizona hotspot, Texas hotspot. Then you look at the weather. Um, can't play day games in Arizona right now. I think the temperature the other day during a day game would have been about literally 116. So you would have had to look at different cities. The bubble model clearly is working with the NHL. NHL, by the way, that was so much fun to watch. God, that was fun to watch that Blues game last night. And the intensity was up. It felt like a playoff game. Kind of like when I was watching that game, I love watching Olympic hockey, by the way. I'm a big fan of the Olympics and seeing the pros in the Olympics. Um, but yet there was something on the line. That was great. Um, I'm not sure that you could just all of a sudden. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine the logistic nightmare of just trying to pick it up and then say, okay, we're going to go to these three cities and, and play these games. Could it be done? Probably, I get. I, I don't know. I don't know. Could you shut down baseball for a week or two and then say we're going to these three cities and do it? It, it would just be a logistic nightmare, probably. I don't know if you could do it. I, I doubt you could do it. I think baseball is just for, forging forward one way or another. Come hell or high water, they're going to make this thing happen. You're, you're now into week one of August. You're going to have seven weeks to get this thing done. Then postseason play. So you're going to have half the... the Cities eliminated or teams eliminated. Good say. Oh boy, it's going to be tough. Um, would it be an overreaction to shut the league down right now, according to Mo? I'm hopeful that this is something we can manage through. I always believe that sports, baseball specifically, has been something that that fans and and, and people in general were hoping to to get back on the field. And so, to not keep trying, I just don't think that's what everybody's intentions are and and so did we think there were going to be some speed bumps along the way of course and you know just getting camps under going was difficult but you know these things these things can happen and and whether it's it's a normal job or or a baseball job there's always some risk when you're working under the umbrella of a pandemic and so i would just ask that our our fan base be patient and hopefully we get back on that Yep, be patient. We'll see what happens today. <clears throat> and 
you know, see what uh, see what comes out in the next uh, probably hour or two. What the Cardinals want to do? Um, get the players out of that hotel. They they just got to be going nuts. Have to be. I mean, we were in isolation, and then now they're in isolation in a room for the last uh, three days, four days, and see if they, you know, come home. Don't go to Detroit. And, and maybe going to Detroit might be the best thing. Who knows? Get back on the field or maybe just coming home saying, let's reassess. But we're, we're going to find out here in the next probably hour or two. And I'm sure they're just waiting on the test uh, for those players and uh, staff members. And please don't forget the staff members. This is a quote unquote family, if you will, traveling party of about 58 or so. Uh, that's with the Cardinals, and it's not just about the players. It's about everybody that is with the St. Louis Cardinals right now. 65780, that's the text line. Um, visit with Brad Thompson. Take some more of the ideas that maybe you have for baseball. Again, I don't have all the answers. I know you folks are smart, too, about what needs to happen with this. Um, 636, I understand wanting to push things through, but the season is losing all integrity. Once guys come back, if they're playing teams who have been playing, their play is much crisper. Um, yeah, I, you know, there is part of that. I, I, I've i been doing a little bit thinking about that, too. I mean, Miami comes in with 19 new players and then 14 of which could be new pitching. Um, Don Mattingly's got his hands full. There's no question about it. Uh, they're an outlier. Also... At the end of the season, some teams may have, let's say, 60 games. Other teams are going to be at 55, potentially. I'm curious how teams get to 60 if they get to 60. If they get to 60. Or is it going to be 50? I don't know. Um, Some believe that from the 636 here, the season is a wash. I'm not there yet. Not at all. I want to wait. I want to see. Because I do think there's creative ways to get these games in, especially with seven-inning doubleheaders. All right, Brad Thompson, my broadcast partner, Fox Sports Midwest. He's coming up next. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. My broadcast partner with me every Monday on 101. Brad Thompson and uh, Brad, always good to chat with you. How are things? Well, they're doing all right, Dan, although you and I did make a vow to each other on Friday when you joined us in the fast lane, and we said we will see each other this weekend, and I'm all flat-out liars, Dan. That's all there is to it. Well, we were with each other in spirit. That's all I can say. We were texting. We were texting back and forth. That's kind of the same thing. That's almost it. Uh, We'll be with each other again soon, Dan. That's going to happen. Yes, it is. Um, I was saying, you know, on on the opening monologue here, and I I said it with uh, Randy and Michelle, you know, my my feelings, my thoughts are, are not only with the players, but it's with the traveling staff. It's with the support staff. It's with everybody that's kind of holed up in that uh, that bubble, if you will, in Milwaukee and in their rooms. This is a this is a tough time, man, for everybody. It's fifty eight people. It's the support staff. It's it's everybody that's with the Cardinal quote unquote family right now. That's um, in Milwaukee, and it's a tough time, man. That's that's the only way to put it, isn't it? It is for sure. I mean, that's a that's a family. The the, the team that stands far beyond a twenty six man roster, a thirty man roster, or your forty man roster. I mean, there's a lot of people that go into it. 
I know that most people listening right now, you don't really think about that stuff. And why should you, right? It's not like people think about little intricacies that are going on in your life. But it is something to remember. The, the fact that we did, haven't had baseball games uh, the last couple of days, you, you missed three games over the weekend, it's frustrating. And I, I understand that we all want baseball. I want baseball, Dan. You want baseball. But there's a human element here. I mean, think about that. Think about I, I was thinking about it over the weekend as I was watching a couple of guys make the most of their time, you know, seeing Adam Wainwright working on a short game and watching Jack Flaherty flip up the mattress and throw against the wall, which I've done several times in the past. Uh, but I, I think about the, the fact that the anxiety that's in there, like waiting for tests to come back, finding out if you are okay, you're retracing your steps, who was I around, you know, like all that stuff ends up wearing on you. And I'm sure it wears on all of these players and the staff, uh, support staff, everybody's families as well. There's just so much that goes into it. And you're right. I think that the, the human element, the personal level of this uh, is something that shouldn't be overlooked. We all want baseball, but these are human beings. What do you think it's like the anxiety right now for those players? I mean, you've been you've been there, Brad. Um, you're, you're, especially the bullpen guys are so tight, and you know certain clicks on the team are very tight. What, what do you think it's like when they can't see each other, but you do have texting? Um, you got FaceTime. You know they're all doing that uh, as we speak, and these are anxious moments, waiting for the test results this morning to come back. What, what do you think this is like? Yeah, well, anxious is for sure the word, and I'm certain for a lot of guys, frustrated is part of it as well, especially, man, because we know with this virus, like we know very little, right? I mean, you can go through all the protocols, and then you're doing everything right. You don't do anything, and all of a sudden you get it, or you can go out and not have a care in the world, and you're not affected by it. But for the guys that, that uh, hopefully this is the large number on the team, guys are just going about it, making sure they do all the protocols, and then they're stuck in there. There's a frustration there. Uh, but uh, you, you have to lean on each other in situations like this. Like you, That's where leadership comes in. That's where those friendships really come in. you got to reach out to one another. you got to find out where they're at because while they're all in the same situation, essentially – you know this. We all know that uh, we all handle things differently. Like, we all have a different capacity. I'm sure that there are some players, not just on the Cardinal, Dan, but, like, all over the place, that are almost, like, crippled by the anxiety of this, you know, uh, of the virus in general. We've seen more and more players opt out. And there are others that, are, are you know, can probably go through this and just be okay when it's when they can go to the ballpark. They'll go to the ballpark and play. But I think that that communication with your teammates through a trying time like this, it's an important one because everyone processes things differently. In terms of the baseball, let's just say that they'll come back and play tomorrow. That'll almost be a week without being on a field, without being literally outside. Um, How tough is it just to amp it back up and start playing baseball and trying to get back and ready and and playing in a major league game? That's that's not going to be easy, is it? No, I mean, it's incredibly hard. I was thinking about that again this morning, too. When, I, when I'm looking at stuff, and, you know, whenever they get on the field again and hope is it's tomorrow, well, Jack's going to be on the bump. It's been a while, you know, since Jack's been on the bump. Since opening day, we, we haven't had the opportunity to see Jack Flaherty. It's not easy to ramp stuff up. I love the fact that he's in his room and he's trying to throw against the mattress and he's doing everything that he can. That's not baseball, though. I mean, it's not like getting out there and really preparing for stuff. Now, guys are going to do the best that they can. But the thing that I really do get concerned about is 
maybe you have uh, Colton Long leading off, and he hits a ball, and, and he sees it in the first inning. He's like, oh, man, that's a double out of the box, and he's breaking it out of the box. Well, Colton hasn't done much running, and then all of a sudden, maybe he pulls a little something. This game, we're so used to playing every single day. Like, if you're lucky, you get a day off uh, a week. Getting five days off, and not just any five days off, but like getting five or six days off where you can't leave a hotel room, I mean, that's going to have some some negative aspects that go with it. So that puts a lot on the staff as well to trust your eyes when you're watching the pitching staff uh, to try to not overextend certain guys that haven't pitched in a while. And, and to further it a little bit, Dan, one thing that I was thinking about this morning as well, because we all came in with questions, right, about different guys, whether it's O'Neill or Bader or Lane Thomas or Dylan Carlson down the road and KK in the bullpen. I just wonder in a season like this, even if you haven't been stopped by the, the coronavirus, I wonder how you evaluate players as a whole. Yeah. Like with all the starts and stops, man, I think it's going to be a really difficult thing to do. So when Jack Flaherty, and you said you've done this before, I remember you talked about this probably a month ago on the show, when you throw up a um, a mattress and you're throwing against that mattress and people are like, really, what does that do? Honestly, what, what, what can that do for a pitcher just throwing against a mattress? Just throwing in general, it's reps. If you sit around and don't throw again, especially being a creature of habit, it's a couple of things. First of all, you just lose feel for stuff. If you're not throwing, if you're not pitching, you just lose the feel for your pitches. You lose the feel for the ball in your hand. And reps are some of the biggest things that just kind of keep you right and keep your routine right. And for him, I mean, against a mattress, you can go fairly all out. You're not going to hurt the mattress. Uh, and, and I loved, I loved his tweet that said he was going to try to not pull a Joe Kelly and, <laughs> and miss, miss wide, go all out. And that helps a, a lot. I mean, it just kind of gets the arm still going, but it's different. And the thing I, I love about Jack is, the, the way that he goes about stuff for him, that, that was, uh, that was less of like reps and him more mentally focused on, Hey, every time I throw a ball, I'm going to get something done because there, there are reps that you just kind of go through the motions. There are other ones where you're focused through it. And the focus is what's going to help these guys, you know, throughout all of this stuff. So it helps. You can do that. The mattress up there, you can also get like a long sanitary sock, you know, the big long yeah. white socks that they wear under theirs. Oftentimes you could put a, uh, one of those over your arm and a ball in your hand and you can, you know, you can wing it and then it just goes in the sock. So that's, a, that's another one. There are plenty of different tricks you can do. You can try to do some towel drills in your hotel to work on extension, stuff like that. I'm sure the cleaning crew loves it when you use their towels for stuff that's just not uh, normal. Uh-huh. But there, there are a lot of different things that you can do, but none of it replicates being outside and playing baseball. In terms of the hitters, you know, I, I've seen Carpenter many times get in front of a mirror, you know, and just kind of look at his stance. I've seen Wong do that too. I guess hitters can do some of those things, but, you know, not seeing pitching, not having a tee, that, that's tough too, man. You're not seeing live pitching. I'll be fascinating, uh, fascinated to see what, what, uh, what they can do to try to, to replicate something, something to try to stay sharp if they have to indeed play tomorrow night. Yeah, man, I, I, and I really don't know what the answer to that is. I, I would hope at the very least maybe you're able to take some dry hacks in, in your room because just the, the twisting of the body, right, like that movement, you take five days off of that and then you get a major league at bat against yeah. the Tigers on, on, on Tuesday. 
like that could end up jarring you a little bit. But the timing one, that, that's difficult. Now, we've got more and more technology now, but I don't know what these guys have readily available on the road. I um, mean, you, you have the simulators you can put on your 3D glasses and you can track pitches and stuff. I know Goldie has worked with that technology, but I don't know how readily available that stuff is for everybody. And maybe that's kind of a part of this season is making sure we have every toy, every trick that you could possibly have in the event that you do get stuck somewhere for a while. But you're going to see the, the repercussions to this. And then it, to, for me, it goes back to how do we evaluate somebody? You know, you have Tyler O'Neill, who you and I have spent some time talking about, who I, I know he's hitting 200, but he's showing the power. His outs have been loud. What if he comes back, you know, for three days and then struggles? Do we all of a sudden change, like, how we feel about what he's doing? Or do you take into account that he's been sitting in a room for six days and he hasn't seen big league hitting. I just think that this year it's going to be really hard to jump to any conclusions and really find out about players, specifically the young ones. When you talk about pitching, Brad, um, and you haven't been able to play catch for, let's say, six days, how quickly does it go? You know, like the feel of the baseball or just just, just the feel of it in general. Um, how quickly can it go for a pitcher? Everybody's different, and and that's one thing. There are going to be some guys that they need to throw every single day. There are some guys that uh, even on a normal off day will orchestrate something where they can go, they can get to a field, they can play their long toss, they can do their things because they, they need that. There are some guys that can sit down the ball for three days, pick it up, and all of a sudden, old trusty, that slider is there. So for guys, it's going to vary, but that's about knowing yourself too. Not that these guys knew on Friday – that they were going to end up being quarantined, but you hope that uh, you have some stuff where you can get it done or that, you know, the team can get you a couple of baseballs and say, Hey, uh, good luck with the mattress or whatever you need, but always having a feel for the baseball is, is something that's helpful. You know, having that there, whether it's just working on different grips in your hand or throwing it up while you're laying in bed and looking at the spin, you know, stuff that we all did as kids, all that stuff can be effective, but to a man, everybody's different what they need. But touch in general, coming back, and again, fingers crossed that it's tomorrow. I know that we'll get more news today as the day goes on as to what it looks like for the Cardinals this week. But I really do think that the small intricacies, the touch, that little slider down in the way, or being able to stay on a breaking ball – wouldn't shock me at all if the Cardinals are a step behind on all this stuff just because of the downtime. How much weight would you have put on in these four or five days? Well, it depends how they're eating. Like, if you gave me real room service and then yeah. I got to – if you're going to tell me that I'm going to be sitting in my hotel room and I can't leave for a few days, I'm yeah. probably going to put down a couple of beers too. So chances yeah. are, I mean, that that's not good time for me. There's only so much Netflix I could do. So I'm saying at least 9, 10 pounds, uh, but a lot of water weight, chances are. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking at that's least fair. a couple of pies. Uh, and I'm talking pizza. Maybe yeah. a double cheeseburger, bacon, fries, uh, a couple steaks, you know? Yeah, I mean, all those things sound good. Ice cream, you know? God, of course, ice cream. Like, what do you do? You're sad, right? You're sitting there, you're, yeah. you're sad, you're lonely. That's That's got ice cream written all over it. Yeah. Luckily, these guys are fine-tuned athletes, and they, they have willpower and self-control. But, Brad, you're a pitcher. Not, you're a pitcher, though. Yeah, you didn't have to worry yeah, about it. That's true. You know what? They, I I found that at my heaviest weights, I actually pitched the best. I had a little little backyard coming downhill. Give me a little more. Uh, but, 
Uh, yeah, man. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel for these guys, and it, it's it's such a tough situation. I, I feel for it's the awful. Phillies. I feel for the Marlins. You know, all these guys. And I know that we want, as baseball fans, we want baseball as soon as possible. I, I want these guys to be healthy. I want them to get, have the opportunity to go out there. I want their families to, to be, you know, at ease a little bit because as silly as some people might think some of this stuff is, like, oh, well, they're asymptomatic, everybody's healthy, what are you making a big deal out of? Well, just think about if it's somebody in your family, you know, yep. and, and that's how it is for, for these guys. What's your what's your general takeaway? I watched a lot of baseball over the weekend. What, what's been your Me general uh, takeaway of, of watching some of these games? Have you seen anything that's kind of, you know, um, you know, just, just anything in general caught your eye with any of these games? Yeah, Aaron Judge is okay. Yeah, I think he's that, that guy is going to be he's going to be just fine. You better not hang a slider, by the way. Good God! I mean, he is he's something. He, he's what is it six uh, six or seven bombs already? I mean, he's he's a manimal. So, uh, yeah, that's one thing. Overall, though, honestly, I I think that. I, I haven't noticed in baseball as much that the fans aren't there. Like the comp- one, once they're out there, the competitive stuff kicks in. I agree. Uh, I, I, I just, I, I love seeing the competition. Now, I guess that everything is on kind of a blank slate. How would you know? Because you're seeing all the same stuff with no fans there. But uh, I think the product of baseball has been really, really good. I think that the players have been solid. We're seeing great pitching performances. We're seeing the bats start coming around a little bit for some teams. And I just want to see where everybody's playing, Dan, because I've been bought into all of this. I've been loving watching all the games, but I've been missing something big over the weekend. Yeah, Cardinal baseball. That's right. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. You're in today, right? You're not taking the day off? Okay. All right. No. Well, right. What have I got to do? All right. My, my honey-do list is, is too long. There's no point in starting now, Dan. You're the best, buddy. Thanks. Every Monday, we're going to talk baseball next week, too. So You're damn right we are. We're, we're at real baseball, like games, and we're going to break stuff down, and we're going to talk about how great everybody looks. Let's just all be positive about this, except for the test. We'll keep those negative. Uh, thoughts positive. How's that sound? All right, baby. Thank you. I did. You're the best. Brad Thompson, uh, 65780. Talk a little blues hockey when we come back next. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. Shot get blocked into the corner. Four seconds to go. McCarr to McKinnon. Through. They shoot. They hit the post. And they score. But the time might have wind down. That clock might have been at zero before the rebound. And we'll have to wait and see. One review, we have a goal on the ice. We need the clock reset to point one. So it is a goal. They are going to reset it. Colorado is going to beat the Blues two to one. So they win. Point one was put on the clock. And Ryan O'Reilly on the Avalanche's last second goal. What did he have to say about it? Yeah, I knew it was close. Obviously, kind of, yeah, it's... Obviously, looked at enough, and it was a goal. Um, yeah, it was close. It's frustrating to lose the obviously lose like that, especially to give one up when Binner played outstanding and gave us a chance to actually, you know, to win an OT. It was uh, yeah, it's a frustrating play. It's um, you know, it is what it is though, and yeah, we have to find a way to respond. Hate to say it, it was the right call, and Bennington was awesome. Craig Baruby on the loss. Um, it's a tough call. I you know. For me, the puck wasn't completely across the line when it said zeros. So, but you know, it's a tough call. It's 
you know, I don't that's what I saw. So. Takeaway for me, Bennington, phenomenal. Defense, pretty good. Need more offense. But Jordan Bennington, midseason form. I thought he was awesome. Awesome. If he plays like that, they got a chance to win. They got a chance to win the cup again. It's that simple. Guy was awesome. Need more offense. Defense, pretty good. Did think it was the right call. Cross it over. Ribs BK next. Alex filling in for BK. Ribs is here. Let's talk a little hockey. This is my takeaway, okay? All right, let's hear it. Number one, Bennington, awesome. Check. Um, I thought offense, kind of MIA. Check. Okay. Um, Defense, I thought was okay. Check. Check. Uh, I thought they were slow. Check. Double check. All right. So, Danny, you are a perceptive guy. All right. Yep. Yeah, all those years of covering the Blues and being around and doing yeah. that, you picked up a few things. Was, I'm proud yeah. of you, Danny. It was yeah. all those years talking to Jamie Rivers in the locker room. Tell you. <laughs> well, that actually probably <laughs> slowed him down. Okay, trust me. Rivs and I had a lot of popcorn over the years. Yeah, we had popcorn games. and cold pops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yes. But yeah, no, Danny, I think your I think your assessment is correct. I think that uh a little slow. A little slow, closing gaps out yeah. there and getting to lanes to yeah. defend better and also to support each other and to create more of an offensive attack and have some sustained pressure in the offensive zone. Look, this has been a very short process for yeah. the comeback of this. And teams uh, that are built like Colorado, you can Fast. see some of the teams playing right now that are just speed, 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 speed. They err on the on the they err on the side of being reckless, right? Exactly. But that's their way they're playing. So the Blues don't play that way. No. So it's going to take a little longer to get there. For me the positive thing was they looked better than they did against the Blackhawks. For sure. And if that's the case to where they continue to get better each game, hopefully by the end of this round robin we're back to Blues hockey and if that's the case then we get going. But, man, Alex, the great equalizer, though, in hockey is if you have a goaltender that can make up for those errors yep. in front of you, he's the equalizer. Yep. He can win you a game. He can steal it. I said it on the pregame show, too. I said right now for the Blues to what Jamie just talked about, about getting out of the gate slow and really needing to find time to get to their game, you need your goaltender to make some miraculous saves, saves that shouldn't be made. And you go back to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final last year, that was the entire first period. Look what happened. Bennington slams the door. Blues capitalize. That's what he did last night. The yeah. Blue, he slams the door on 16 shots from Colorado in that first period. Blues get their first power play and they capitalize. The problem was they relied on him way too much. Usually when Bennington's like that, they wake up in the locker room and they're like, okay, goaltender was on it. We need to step up for him. That never happened last night. I don't know about you guys. You know what it was like watching for me? And I, I love, I don't know if you guys are fans of this. I love the Olympics with uh, the pro players. I'm just, yes. a bi- I'm a big fan oh of it. Oh my God, oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, it's favorite. It was kind of like watching that for me last night. A little bit. I, I just, a little bit of that feel for you? Just because I think of the stands, the, the lighting or something, the way it looked. It, the way they have that stuff around it and whatnot, it does remind me a lot of the Olympic stuff. The one thing that reminded me of the very first time I saw it, of the Winter Classic. A little bit. Of how they have that around the ring because the crowd is not right up exactly. on the ice surface. They try to decorate it for TV. Yeah. So that's what it kind of looked like to me. But I'll tell you what, Danny, the intensity level yes. of these play-ins slash Pretty good, round, man. Like, yeah. These guys are getting after it. Yep. So I'm, that impresses me that they're they're coming out and going hard like that. Probably my biggest concern at the start of this was, 
I wonder how the guys are going to set the stage here. How do they right. get? How do they drag themselves into battle? Yeah, and they're not even waiting. They're like, let's nope. get it on. Well, you and I talked about that the other day after watching the the, the Blues and the Hawks. I was like, eh, that was really an <laughs> exhibition game. And then you were like, I think these guys are going to be okay. And after watching last night, I was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, Tell you what, the moment, hard. the moment Zach Sanford got boarded by Landeskog and jumped up and gave him a right hook to the chin, that's when I thought, okay, these guys just woke up. And then from that moment on, Blues were chasing Colorado around, laying hits after hits. Joey mentioned it on the call. Alexander Steen got shoved off the puck by his former teammate, Ian Cole. I've never seen Steen skate that fast, chasing Ian Cole around the ice so he could lay a... Uh, uh, you know, a get back hit on him. But I mean, the physicality, it felt like woke up immediately for the blues from that one, but that's nothing compared to the Minnesota series so far, the Calgary and Winnipeg series so far. Some of those guys really don't like each other and they are showing it in the first game. Yeah, it's fun. Um, All right. What do you got coming up on the show? We've got Jared Diamond coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about baseball, certainly the Cardinals situation and, well, actually Major League Baseball situation overall. Kind of get a feel from what he's seeing nationally. And we're looking to have Steve Ott on 1 o'clock, Blues assistant coach. We're going to pick his brain and we're going to dive into Otter's world because, as we know, he was a real unique player, a great team guy, a great chirper, an intense guy. I want to get a feel for you know what he's seeing, how he thinks it's going, and you know, quite honestly, what, uh, what the Blues need to do here to pick it up a little bit. Looking forward to it. So Alex Rivs. Ribs, BK, Ribs, Alex. What, what are we calling this? We're just called the Get Along Gang today. <laughs> the Get Along Gang coming up between 11 and 2 on 101. That's too nice. The Get Along Gang. <laughs> They're coming up on 101 ESPN. You have been listening to the TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, Scoops with Danny Mac on 101 ESPN.